welcome to Eurovision Song Context. This is a podcast that tries to get to the bottom of what makes an ESC submission successful. Why do we love the submissions we do? And what do they say about us? It's a tour of taste, identity, and the ins and outs of ESC. In every episode, I chat with a special guest, and we eventually talk about a few old ESC submissions we really loved or really didn't. It's episode four. I'm Bradley Dalton Oates, and I'm joined today by Sanziana Romanescu. She's a professor, artist, anthropologist, art historian, and World of Warcraft superfan. We'll talk about some of the angels and wings we've seen in past Eurovisions, which ones soared and which ones flopped, and then chat about some iconic submissions from 2010, 2015, 2019, and 2021, including 3 Plus 2, Nina Sablati, Rocco, and Tix. I always encourage you to go to the show page at eurovisionsongcontext.fireside.fm and watch the submissions and see the art before we talk about them. Welcome, Sanziana. Hello, nice to meet you. Oh, nice to meet you too. I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about your background. I know that you are an art historian, a professor, and also um, you've studied anthropology. Yes, um, I am an academic and I teach at Ovidius University of Constanza, Romania. I teach at Faculty of Arts. My main fields are uh, anthropology, anatomy for the artists, and study of color in uh, art history. Uh, I want to say that uh, I am not really an art historian because I have not graduated art history uh, specialization, you know? So I cannot be called an art historian. It's too much for me to be called like uh, something like this, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, I know, I am really, I am just realistic. Anthropology, I have studied in school, I have in faculty, I have studied anthropology, and I just fell in love with this field. Uh, I have a bachelor in fine arts. Why did you fall in love with anthropology? Because uh, uh, this uh, field is uh, such a rich uh, field uh, for uh, researcher, for artists, for art historians, and sometimes focus uh, on. Uh, uh, certain uh, civilizations and uh, works of art from um, areas that are not very popular, uh, I can um, uh, say uh, this word, uh, in uh, art uh, history. In, uh, you know, for example, um, art from Oceania or uh, art from uh, Australia or uh, from uh, South America. You know, these uh, kind of arts are not uh, very studied in uh, art uh, history. And some of them are... Co- Do you mean indigenous yes. art? When yes. you say Australia, yes. indigenous South- art. you mean indigenous, indigenous art. art. Okay. Uh, some of these arts are uh, uh, told to be primitive arts, you know, and anthropology focus uh, is a lot on uh, this type of arts. So uh, I like very much uh, to research the evolution of a human being in the society and in relation with the art phenomena. Okay. It was too much. I am sorry. It It was too much. 
You know, no, never too much. And you are also a super World of Warcraft fan. Yes, am of I right? course. I am super fan of World of uh, Warcraft. Why? Why do you love World of Warcraft? Just randomly, I have to know. Because uh, I like the world uh, where uh, I can go every time I want. And I can be wherever I want there. I have many characters. Can you give me an example? What so for someone who studies iconography, yes. what avatars? What avatars have you picked? I mean, just visually. Visually, you don't have yes. To uh, just... I uh, yeah. I uh, only play uh, elves and uh, draenei. Yeah. Okay. I prefer uh, uh, night elves from elves, and uh, I prefer. Why? Hunter. Why do you like night elves? Are... Are they sneaky? Um, no, I like because they are uh, bounded with uh, God of the Moon and with the Night. Okay. All right. Well, as we continue to talk, I will remind listeners that all of the things that we reference are on our show notes page. So if you refer to a piece of art or a song, it's all on the show notes page if you want to see it in advance. Okay. So... I see that you, um, you're an artist yourself. Yes. So can you tell us a bit about your own art? I um, have two main um, art uh, fields when, where uh, uh, I like to work and also uh, I like to research uh, more. Uh, one is religious art and also I like to uh, experiment in abstract uh, painting. Do do these have anything in common, or um, <laughs> yes, is uh, religious art just just very intense, and then you can't, you know, you're going to go do some uh, some abstract art to get to get as, as a break. Um, I don't know if for uh, other uh, these have something uh, in common, but for myself, uh, yep. when I start making a painting, almost all the all the time I. Um, take inspiration from the uh, color palette uh, in uh, Byzantine art or religious art because I like very much the way uh, those painters, those old painters, use the color contrast, the color palette is very natural. They have very bright, some bright colors like red, red, vermilion. Yes, uh, sure. Red. Uh, Russian uh, Byzantine icons are very beautiful, uh, like um, Rubliov. Uh, make some really masterpieces. When I think about that, I think about a lot of um, red and vermilion, mm -hmm. like you said, red and gold and maybe gold, blue. Uh, yeah, that, I think those are the colors. Gold leaf, very, yeah. very, mu uh, very much gold leaf. Yeah, I, I understand that gold leaf is very difficult mm -hmm. to do. No, it's not very uh, difficult to do. Uh, no. Oh. Because uh, if you uh, learn once you and practice, you start uh, making uh, it very, very easy. It's a very thin, very, very, very thin uh, uh, foil. And uh, it has a special glue, yeah. you know. But uh, it's very <laughs> easy when you learn it. Believe me, because I teach this. Uh, I, if, uh, each year I host... Um, uh, extracurricular iconography workshop at university and also uh, paint uh, Byzantine um, uh, art on uh, wood and uh, glass painting, also religious um, glass painting 
this is only specific to Romania, is folk Romanian form, form of art, glass religious okay. painting. Can you, can you explain more? I'm yes. interested. Can you explain more about glass painting? Because I think um, what I know about glass is that uh, classically it was made out of lead and uh, the color is inside the glass. Can you tell us more about glass painting? It's not uh, uh, what you are uh, talking about. You are talking about uh, Western uh, glass art. Uh, yeah. It's about vitrali. You know, vitrali you're talking about, so stained glass. We work okay. with uh, paints based on water, tempera, tempera colors we use. Okay. And uh, we paint uh, on the other side, you know, and uh, when we okay. uh, uh, use the uh, finished product, we flip it. It's, the, it's a uh, folk Romanian form of art and is a primitive uh, bit uh, representation. I was in, um, in uh, Lisbon four years ago and I teach this workshop, uh, glass painting, religious glass painting, and uh, the students from there uh, were very excited because it was the first time uh, when they did uh, something like this. You wrote this paper on, on angels. Could you tell us a bit about that? Uh, I uh, chose to write uh, about angels in, in that paper uh, because um, I think the symbolism of uh, uh, these uh, beings uh, is very powerful. It's powerful uh, by uh, spiritual meanings. Uh, it's uh, powerful by uh, visual representations by color symbolism and uh, I think uh, angels are, we can find angels in uh, different forms in uh, all uh, cultures in, uh, uh, in civilizations. I like this uh, topic very much, angels. Uh, I use it in the past on the, some uh, paintings also. It's a subject that uh, makes me research more uh, angels and also okay. I like um, mythology and uh, mythological creatures and beings. If I were to go to your iconography yes. workshop, what would I, what would I learn? What would I learn about icons? I uh, mainly teach uh, this uh, workshop on two, uh, on two semesters. First semester I uh, teach glass painting and second semester I teach uh, Byzantine painting on wood and I uh, teach every uh, people that uh, engage on this workshop from zero everything from zero how to transfer the image how to prepare the colors uh, how to uh, stick the gold foil. Uh, uh, I uh, also give them um, images with uh, authentic uh, paintings uh, because uh, on the internet we can find uh, many images that are not uh, very good or very correct uh, religious or artistic. Uh, we can see uh, there are many kitsch. <laughs> By kitsch, you mean something like uh, in bad taste. Yes. Yeah, they, they aren't well executed. Bad executed okay. and uh, co color is uh, used uh, wrong, uh, not uh, a good uh, uh, contrast or colors that are too bright, too many bright colors, uh, you know, flashy, too flashy.
I've seen your portfolio online and I was surprised to see that so that you do so much abstract art. Right. So what do you like about working in abstract art? I prefer uh, working on uh, abstract uh, paintings because uh, uh, this is a very expressive artistically and visual expressive uh, field. You are very free to use uh, what colors and mediums you are you want uh, you can make uh, art collages uh, for example i uh, use in my, in some of my uh, artworks i like to use gold, gold foil for example example uh, because we were talking about icons yeah. yes uh, is a field where uh, everything can be good or everything can be bad you know and uh, like some artists say, art is what I say is art. <laughs> yes, art is what I say it is, yes. absolutely. What, who, who are your favorite abstract artists? I like very much Piet Mondrian. I okay. like Paul Klee. Okay. I like Vasily Kandinsky. Before we get to Eurovision, which we are going to get to, you know, yes. shortly you've there in what you're talking about there is this um contrast between like the sublime and something that's very um i guess pedestrian like kitsch not well executed yes. right so you you've you said oh there's like there's this you know you go on the internet and you can see a lot of like kitsch yes because if i for example if i search if i open now google and i search uh yes St. Peter, I yeah. see a lot of uh, horrifying images, if I am allowed to <laughs> say this word, yes. you know. And uh, because, because I am uh, prepared uh, visually, I, I cannot allow to see uh, this kind of images. This is why I try as much as I can to teach my students uh, the difference between a masterpiece and a kitsch. Like a, a bad St. Peter is like a really serious thing to uh, you, yes, am I right? very, uh, I, I refer here at uh, uh, very commercial uh, uh, images, if you, you get me what I want to say. Uh, I don't know if you saw many of this uh, religious uh, representation, by, but I can see uh, and uh, is not, I don't know, it's not okay uh, aesthetically, at least aesthetically, you know? Do your students have a strong sense when, when they see like the terrible St. Peter's that that that, um, that you really hate? Do they have that I, same reaction? I don't reaction? hate. Uh, I don't like. And uh, I want people to understand that it's not good. Yes, they have <laughs> this education. When I saw uh, a painting, the first thing that I asked myself, would I put this painting on my wall? And if the answer is yes, for me it's good. If you're a Eurovision fan, right, um, is Eurovision art, I don't know, is it kitsch sometimes, is it high art also sometimes, um, you know, you have three minutes for yes. a song and Eurovision has, so there's a, there's a format, right? There's a very it's clear a very format, format for Eurovision. Yes. Yeah, so um, you have a kind of three minute canvas to paint in and um, all Eurovision fans know that extreme things can happen. Yeah, you can get high highs, low lows, high art, super of course, kitsch. You can get anything. Um, 
Yes, you, yes, absolutely you can. We, we, you can get anything and we absolutely have a, a long history of that. What are your memories of, of Eurovision and are there any entries that you really remember? To be honest, I uh, watched this uh, song contest since I was a child because my mother was uh, watching. Uh, and uh, yeah. I joined her, uh, her and uh, uh, we uh, we stayed uh, every time when uh, this contest uh, was uh, live on TV and uh, we pick uh, <laughs> uh, our favorites. Uh, I don't remember too much because, uh, I, as I told you, I was a child when I started watching. But uh, I remember mm. Toto Cotunio very much with the song in, in, Insieme. Yeah, Europe United, absolutely, 1992, yes. yeah. I read that and it, and it freaked me yes. out. I, I have to say, because I consider Toto Cotunio to be very kitsch, very <laughs> kitsch, very like of his time. Yeah, I watched some yes. Toto Cotunio like yesterday. And um, the thing that really struck me about him was that... Um, Lots of his commercial successes, some of them are very melancholy, like, right, you have this Italian, I think it's called the Italian and, you know, it kind of goes like, yes, I don't know if you remember remember. this song, but like for the, for the, for the early 90s, 90s, it's like a really depressing melody. Like, I think his work outside of Eurovision, Insieme, so together, Unite Europe, is a really positive yes, song. Yes, I like very much. Yes, very much. But um, why? Why do you like Toto Cotunio? I like uh, his voice. I like uh, how uh, he sings, really. I don't know why, really. Uh, uh, I don't have uh, explanations uh, why I like... I, I I have to ask, was Toto Cotunio... Was, was Toto Cotunio popular in Romania when you were young? Would you, would you have heard other Toto Cotunio songs other than Insieme, other than the Eurovision song? Um, did, did, did he play on the radio? I'm just trying to see whether it's um, n- nostalgic for you for the age. As I remember, I uh, have heard at TV some uh, uh, music uh, by uh, him. Uh, ra- radio, I don't know, because I didn't listen to radio, really. Uh, I didn't listen to radio now, okay. also, and I don't know uh, what to say. But I uh, uh, I saw a TV, and um, I know that uh, uh, it was a time when I really uh, listened to this uh, singer. I don't know why, but I enjoy it, and I enjoy okay. it now also. For me, okay. for me, it's easy okay. with music. I don't have uh, many knowledge in uh, music, uh, but uh, if it's something that uh, I like, I like from for the first time. I don't uh, okay. make many pretensions, you know. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm very simple. Yeah, you're 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 an uh, you're an art you're an art uh, expert. You're yes, not a music no. expert. You just like for what me, you like. Yes or no. Simple. Okay. So I, I read in the notes that you also liked Euphoria, which is a completely different kind yes, of a thing. I and like also very much. Um, Diva. 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 These are these are different songs. Yes. As I told you, uh, for for me it's yes or no. I don't like a specific genre uh, of mu- music. Uh, I like songs that uh, are uh, you know good for the years. 
uh, that are pleasant, that are beautiful. Not uh, I don't like uh, music that is too hard or uh, too depressing or something like this. No, I and I like uh, uh, music to be a bit easy. Yeah, it sounds like your place that you love is pop music. You're a pop fan. Retro and pop music, yes. All right, so let's get on to angels because we are going to talk about some angels and some wing winged creatures in Eurovision. But um, what what interests you about angels? You say that they're powerful in mythology and religion. Yes. Yeah? So angels uh, are powerful images uh, and representations in mythology and religion. Uh, they have many symbolic and artistic representations. Um, and the process of researching this topic of angels became more and more interesting uh, for me. Also, I have a, a big uh, interest in the visual representations of angels' wings. Uh, I can say that uh, in uh, some artworks, only the angels' wings are a work of art. Only the wings, so uh, <laughs> good uh, uh, representation. Uh, if we take time to look on art history Im uh, images, uh, we can see uh, many, many uh, paintings representing uh, uh, this kind of uh, wings. For example, uh, one of my favorite uh, artists, uh, that uh, made uh, uh, a lot of uh, beautiful um, angel wings is uh, Fra Angelico. Uh, Fra Angelico is a pre-Renaissantist uh, artist uh, and he has fabulous of, of, of works of art where uh, uh, angel wings uh, are presented in very bright and uh, uh, bold colors. Uh, an example is uh, Annunciation, uh, where uh, the wings of uh, Archangel uh, Gabriel are red and uh, red with uh, yellow, white, and uh, blue. This topic mm. is very interesting. Mm. Uh, symbol of color in wings uh, in angel wings is is something different i can write the paper only when wings <laughs> when wings representations yes. yeah absolutely yes. um mm -hmm. absolutely what what's the symbolism of red what's the symbolism of red wings red uh, uh, can uh, represent the la the life red uh, life uh, also represent okay. power represent uh, sacrifice but in essentially red represent uh, the life blood the life your paper says that the first angels weren't christian can you tell us about some non-christian angels yes um uh, here um, uh, i talk about uh, non-christian representations of uh, winged beings these are representations both uh, aesthetic and symbolic can be considered to be images of angelic-like figures in different religions uh, or uh, uh, beliefs. For um, you know, example, the winged uh, victory of uh, Samotrace 
from ancient Greek. Sure. Uh, is a, a, an artwork, uh, is a statue created uh, to commemorate a sea battle and represent Nike, the Greek goddess of uh, victory. Yep. Uh, another representation is Lamasu uh, that can can be found. This work of art uh, can be found at MoMA, um, and um, is f- uh, from the Neo Assyrian period, uh, reign of Sargon II, uh, and represent a protective de- deity known as the Winged Bull, a hybrid creature. And also uh, hybrid creature, hybrid, yeah, fifty yes. fifty. Uh, and also we have yeah. Eros yeah, yeah. or Cupidon, uh, the god of love. That uh, we can find him in uh, ancient Greece, uh, Greece uh, or in uh, Rome, ancient Rome. Also, uh, these are very uh, few um, examples. But also we have in um, Scandinavia we have the Valkyr. Uh, the Valkyrie, the winged maiden who took the souls of the dead heroes and took them to Valhalla. Another example is Valkyrie. Of course. Um, I, I see that some of the angels that, you, that you're talking about um, in your paper yes. uh, don't even have hu- human bodies. They don't even have human bodies. So you, you just have wings, Yes. <laughs> more or less. We talked about um, some uh, angels uh, from uh, different um, um, angelic uh, orders. And uh, those uh, angels uh, you are talking about are seraphim angels. According to the descriptions that we can find, seraphim are represented with six wings, two raised above the head, two in parts, and two covering the legs. The wings are usually red. Their face is not covered, being painted as that of a young man with uh, curly hair. The representation is basically a head of a young man surrounded by uh, six wings and and two two legs. Uh, This uh, representation is... uh, known to be found in uh, Byzantine churches. is uh, East, uh, East, yeah, religi- okay. East uh, Christian uh, uh, painting. We have a lot of this representation okay. in uh, Romania, in uh, uh, monasteries and churches. Beautiful. Um, so really quickly, um, really quickly, what are the elements of an angel? What, do you, what are the minimum things you need to, to have an angel? Uh, the minimum things. Um, I like this question, the minimum, th- minimal things uh, for an angel. First, we have the wings. I think uh, wings are present in each uh, representation of angels. Uh, then we have the aura uh, or the nimbus, uh, the gold uh, halo that uh, they have halo, yeah. The halo is uh, present on each uh, angel or archangel uh, and saints also. Uh, then I can say another uh, element we can find on almost uh, all angels are some colors that uh, keep on repeating. For example, white and gold. Many times we can find um, uh, angels dressed in uh, white uh, 
with uh, some gold details or uh, gold foil uh, on hollow in uh, Byzantine representations. <laughs> that brings me to our first Eurovision act, yeah? So the first one we're going to talk about today is Fallen Angel by Tix. Yes. Tix is a really recent um, Eurovision act. So if, if you don't remember Eurovision fans, Tix is wearing what looks like gold chainmail. He's got a marabou robe. Um, for me, this is like a kind of angel Gabriel, like the angel you put on the top of the Christmas tree, right? He's got yes. the robe. Yes, it really, his... really resembles to an angel on the Christmas tree, on the top of the Christmas tree. Yeah, and he's got these wings that go well above his shoulders. I mean, they're really kind of up in the air. They're pointing up. And he's got all of that weight of the wings above him. And he's chained down. I don't know if anyone remembers. There's a lot of uh, smoke. There's like a smoke machine. And there are some like demons yes. that are chaining him down. So my question to you, I'm hoping people now remember this act. But um, how would you rate Tix as an angel? How, how do you rate this angel? Uh, I uh, took uh, some time to see all the, the entries we picked for today. And... Uh, Yep. I must say that uh, Tix was my favorite. No! Yes. <laughs> Tix was your favorite. Yes. Why was Tix your favorite angel? Maybe because I also liked more his song. I took uh, all the performance yeah. as a whole. You understand? And um, yes. um, I like his performance and I like the song. Also, I liked how uh, he was dressed. Maybe. For some people, speaking about kitsch, uh, his dress resembles with uh, kitsch, uh, those uh, gold chains, a lot of gold chains. Yes. Uh, but in my opinion, this uh, kind of uh, di direction, aesthetical direction, uh, was with uh, the purpose of um, him telling the public he is... Uh, chain in uh, his past because uh, uh, I was uh, also reading about his past, his um, uh, medical issues and uh, his bullying uh, issues he had and the, the, maybe those gold chains are uh, something that uh, keeps him uh, in uh, his past, at least his memories. I mean, I do wonder, we'll get to other angels, I do wonder just in the staging whether you need, if, if, a, ma if a male angel, so we have a lot of male angels today, whether you need something to make them more masculine, right? I wonder whether just the gold chains gives you the idea of manliness somehow, because otherwise I, I really am ready to put him on top of that Christmas tree. That robe, that robe to me looks like maybe like, a really posh women's bathrobe, right? If you were like a really yes. elegant woman in maybe the 1940s, you're wearing this bathrobe. So I don't know if he needed something to contrast just like the femininity that this gives you. I mean, he's got the sunglasses as well, which I know, yeah, Tix has Tourette's, so he has Tix. Yes. So his, his, you know, I his, know he, uh, that's his stage his, name, uh, Tix. Affection. Um, I uh, want to make a short comment here if we talk yeah. about angels uh, they are not uh, yeah. they, they don't have gender in uh, uh, you ah, know okay. uh, they are androgen beings 
in uh, all religions uh, we don't talk about uh, angels uh, girls or angels boys they are androgynous beings they're androgynous what that that can't be true though that can't be true because um the cherubs you know the little baby angels they have penises <laughs> they have to they can't be androgynous cherubs are uh, uh, represent a uh, romantic uh, romantic representation an, an idyllic representation of angels those are not really religious uh, representations are uh, very artful representation very aesthetically but okay. are not canonically religious if we okay. uh, read about angels we will not find the gender of uh, them okay all right and uh, this is why i think uh, his outfit uh, is not very bad because yeah. he doesn't have to be very masculine okay i will say i like these wings quite a lot the wings are yes. amazing they um if you haven't seen this if you haven't seen this this actor if you haven't seen it in a while definitely go back the wings are very impressive very beautiful i liked very much the craftsmanship on the wings uh, wings very very beautiful very well uh, made yeah hey eurovision song context listeners for technical reasons we've had to split this episode into two Carry on to the next episode to listen to my conversation with Sanziana.